With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on this wonderful, cool, cool Texas Sunday evening, I want to invite you to join us on Twitter at Majority MMA, like us on Facebook, and I want to encourage you to hit us up on Twitter and hit us up on Facebook. We like to post news, and Facebook page occasionally has random, silly shenanigans and videos, and um, we try to keep the Twitter feed posted with links to the latest episodes of The Majority Decision, as well as other articles and news and things in the world of MMA. So give it a follow. You won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. Bales, how's it going? Going good, man. I just uh, yeah, I just watched uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos get it done. It was good to see Peyton Manning win. You know, one for the old school there, and uh, man, it's going good. I'm having a good time. Yeah, pretty. Uh, so they didn't. It wasn't a pretty win, but they got it done. And Peyton Manning got it, it done. And um, I don't know uh, uh, if there's been any news. I don't know. I'm assuming he won't make a decision immediately. But I, I, I guess he's he's done after this, right? I mean, he's going to take his ring and call it a career, I would assume. I, you know what? I would think so. It's a, You know, it's a second win. He's got 200 wins. I mean, he's – and, I mean, you know, he wears it. He wears every bit of that battle on him. And he's yeah. not even really that old. But he wears it. When you look at him, you can just tell. So, uh, you know, congratulations to him. And congratulations to the Denver Broncos, man, for uh, toughing it out and their defense for – for uh, hammering Cam Newton all night. Yeah, they really did a great job, I thought, of putting the pressure on Cam. And, um, man, the, the defense was ready for him. And I, I didn't think that – I didn't think that Denver was going to have a chance in this one. I, I was I've, pulling I've for, never seen him get beat Peyton, up that bad in a football game. I'll yeah, tell you that right absolutely. now. So, yeah, so they did a great job shutting him down. 
929-477-1077. If you're listening live and you'd like to give us a call, also, if you're listening live on the Blog Talk website, I've got a chat window open. So if you want to send us a question through the chat, you can hit the Blog Talk page and check it out. This is the first time I'm giving this a shot. So, um, and again, I know you're listening live. So interact with the show. That's all we ask. Interact with the show. Give us a hand. Be a part of the show. Let's get right Let to it, man. Let us know. Yeah. UFC Fight Night 82, Hendrix versus Thompson. And um, let's just walk our way up the card real quick. And the first thing I want to get to is, of course, the CM Punk Bowl, which was Mickey Gale taking on uh, Mike Jackson, not the Michael Jackson, but another Michael Jackson, who's actually a local guy here in Texas and a fellow member of the UFC media. This fight was on uh, the preliminary card. I didn't get to see it, but apparently there wasn't much to see. Mickey Gale gets a 45-second rear naked choke victory and gets the right to be the first guy to face CM Punk. Yeah. There's not really much to read into this fight, is there? Yeah. Got two guys no. with not a lot of experience. Right. And that's uh well that's that well that's that's what it has to be, right? I mean it can't you can't put CM Punk in there with anybody who's ranked, right? We don't even know what he can do yet, so you can't you're not gonna be able to do that. So we know we you know, everybody's just anticipating to see him fight, so you know, I already know he's an excellent athlete. I just want to see what type of an athlete he is uh, when it comes to combat sport. Yeah, I think the question is, you know, I've said this before. I, I, I've said this. Anybody who's ever asked me, you know, well, how do you think CM Punk's going to do? And, you know, my answer has always been, well, I know this. He won't lose because he wasn't prepared, because the guy's a tireless worker, and there's no doubt in my mind that by the time it's time for him to step in the cage, he will have done everything that he could possibly do to be prepared for the fight. The question is exactly what you just said. How is it going to translate? Can he become a mixed martial artist? We know he's a fighter, but he is, an, is he, as Dana White likes to say sometimes, is he an ultimate fighter? And that's the question. Right. And right. Yeah. Well, we're I get I guess we'll find out, right? Now, even even if it's and you got to look at it this way, right? Even if it's somebody with no experience at all, okay? Or the guy's had one, two, or three fights. You know, that guy, the guy he's fighting, the guy he's fighting is a mixed martial artist. Right? So, either way, CM Punk comes in as the freshest guy. Even out of, even between him and the other guys fighting, because the other guys fighting probably had amateur fights. Yeah, and it's, I'll be interested also to see if Mickey Gale comes in as the underdog. Yeah, oh God, I mean, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> hope they just come in dead <laughs> even, and uh, we're good to go. Certainly, you know what Uncle I mean? Dan is hoping for a big, flashy CM Punk victory. Yeah, no, I'm sure. You know, well, you know how it's going to work. There's going to be octagon jitters, and once there's octagon jitters, um, 
you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll look horrible. He'll either win or lose, and then uh, he'll look better his second fight. Nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven is the number to call. Take a look at um, Josh Berkman and KJ Nunes. This was a fight that was pretty interesting to me, not at least on paper, but uh, it was. You know, pretty one-sided type of victory. Josh Berkman, uh, which was uh, crazy, apparently he cut 18 pounds in one day Yeah. to make weight. That's a true professional right there, isn't it? (laughs) Man, talk about getting the job done. He won the battle just for cutting that amount of weight in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that uh that guy's been around for a long time. It would yeah, I mean I don't I don't doubt that that isn't true that he did cut that amount of weight in one day. Um they, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know if he actually maybe maybe they just called him last minute and was like, "Hey, we need a fill in." You know, Josh Parkman's going to be down to throw down anytime. So uh you know, they called him up and he made the weight. So thank you Josh Parkman. You know, a couple of months ago, um, 1FC, which I think now they're calling themselves One Championship, uh, one of their fighters passed away from trying to cut weight and just got dehydrated, wasn't taking care of himself, I'm assuming. They've changed their rules. They did. And when you got a guy like a Josh Hurtman who's done it, you know, dozens of times, right? Right. But... Is that too much? You know, uh, is it too much? Twenty, uh, eighteen pounds, twenty pounds in one day. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, does the I, UFC I think need to step in and protect them, protect these guys from themselves? I don't know. I I think it is. I mean, but you know, when, especially when a guy's thirty-five, it might be a little much. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I guess if it's something you're used to doing or you've been doing it. Or, you know, he probably doesn't do it all the time like that, so maybe that's the way to go. You know, this guy, this kid over here with, you know, 1FC, he was a young kid, you know. Maybe he had an experience cutting weight like that before, and uh, it fin- it just got the best of him, right? So, you know, but they changed, you know, they changed their program over at one championship. Now, you know, now you have to, uh, within four to six weeks of the fight, you have to report what your weight is, and they make you fight. They're going to make you fight closest to your weight category, I think. I don't think that they're allowing uh, allowing you to cut, you know, if you will, a whole division <laughs> to make the division below you. <laughs> Does that make if uh If that makes any sense at all, and I'm sure it does to some people. I just don't see him doing that in the UFC. I don't see him doing that here in America. I and, don't either. And, and the sad, I, you know what? I will say be, this, though. I think it'll make the fights more interesting. You'll get to see a lot of fights that you didn't see before if it's done that way. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I think just make life easier, man. Hey, look, I weigh this much. You know, give them, hey, you can cut up to five pounds. If you can only cut five pounds, everybody's going to be fighting right around their weight. Right, so I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's fair, and I think you'll you'll get to see some uh, pretty pretty interesting matchups when it's uh, you know when it's a little more even as far as weight's concerned. What about a day of weigh-in? 
Think that would cure a lot What's of that? the problems? A day of weigh-in. Yeah, a day of weigh-in would also cure a lot of the problems, too. Nobody's going to cut that much weight to, uh, you know, just to be bigger than their opponent if if they have to fight the same day because they're not going to have any energy to do it, right? Or maybe they will, yeah. hoping that their opponent's going to do the same thing. So it's a... Uh, and they should just change the rules all around. Fight. If you want to do a day of weigh-in, then just do, you know, just make it, hey, you got to fight within, you know, five, six pounds of your weight division. Yeah, or, then if, if, you're five or, if you're in five or six pounds, are you, I mean, is that really, you know, like five or six pounds? Well, from, I, guess, I guess I'm saying that wrong. What I'm trying to say is, like, you know, with I think with one fighting championship, you have to report your weight within, you know, four to six weeks of the fight actually happening. And it's got to be, right, because they want to make sure you're not cutting an extreme amount of weight. So they, And so they, they're actually monitoring it as as you get closer towards the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, you know, I, I think obviously fighter safety needs to be a priority as much as it can be. It's a dangerous sport. There's no doubt about that. And maybe sometime down the road, you know, the UFC might consider pulling the trigger on some stricter, stricter weigh-in rules. Uh, but you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's necessary at this point. I think a lot of the guys are pretty smart about it. Yeah, definitely. Nine, definitely. At Majority MMA is the Twitter. And, of course, if you want to throw out a question or a thought into the chat room, definitely facilitate that. Moving into the main card, man, I know I complain about it every single time they do it. They did it to me again. They gave what? me six fights. They gave me six fights to watch. But they were free. They started, they started it at 9 o'clock. Well, so here's my complaint, but because of that, I had to sleep through most of the co-main event and some of the Open St. Peru and Rafael Cavalcante fights, which I didn't want to do, but, man, I guess I'm just too old. I can't stay up that late, UFC. I need an earlier start time. Well, they can't do an earlier start time. Maybe they just don't get the TV time. I don't know what it is, but they just they can't. I don't know. They just can't get it, so they don't do it. But uh, Mike Kyle do what? Forty. Mike Kyle at forty, still getting it done in the TKO victory over Sean Spencer. That is amazing, man. Mike Pyle. Yeah, that that was amazing. And Mike Pyle to beat that guy up so bad to have time to stop and look at the ref and say, "Hey, um, we stopping this, or uh, you gonna you, you want me to beat him up some more? Or what's the deal?" I mean, that's uh, that's pretty amazing, man. Mike uh, Pyle uh, never ceases to impress. Yeah, uh, and he's always rocking an absolutely killer mullet. I think. Um... The UFC should try to get some sort of a sponsorship or some kind of partnership with 
the Joe Dirt sequel in my pile. <laughs> something out there. I love it. Hey, look, he shows up with the mullet. He gets it done. Okay, Mike Pyle. Mike Pyle, for the most part, you know, yeah, he loses some too. But, I mean, the guy comes in, man, he scraps, right? He still looks good. He still moves well. And he seems to get better every time he fights. So, you know, if uh, if he's able, I'm more than happy to watch him fight. Mullet or no mullet. <laughs> With or without mullet. With or without mullet, yeah, I'm 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 good to go. So Joseph Benavidez got a win. He gets a decision over Zach. Did you happen to see who was in his corner? I I I did not notice. You didn't you didn't notice that that was uh, Dwayne Ludwig? Oh yes, I did. You texted me. I wasn't paying attention, and then when you texted me, I was like, oh, yeah. wow, yeah, you know what? There he is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think know. You're right. it, you know what? I don't know if it made Benavidez any better. I mean, the guy he fought was really good, man. I think it was Mikowski. That guy, that guy was really good, but you can tell that uh, his stand-up wasn't really that well – wasn't as good as his wrestling, and he just couldn't tie the two together when the wrestling didn't work. He didn't have anything to fall back on. So that's uh, otherwise, man. I thought that guy fought a really good fight, and you know, I, I do see something in that guy in the future. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, and Joseph Benavidez gets his fifth win in a row. I think he's kind of taken Chad Mendez's place probably as one of the, if not the best fighter without a title. It might be arguable, but I mean, following in the footsteps of Uriah Faber, the guy seems to pretty much be able to beat anybody who doesn't have a UFC championship. How does a guy like that get to the next level? Who? You cut out for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't figure. Out. <laughs> I was I was talking to a listener while that was happening, and I said Benavides, man, the guys fought at 45, right? Drops to 35. I think he challenged twice for the title at 35. Draw once or twice at 35. Couldn't do it, right? Then drops to 25. Challenges twice for it, doesn't get it, you know. I think I joked. I said, I think he's got to drop to 115 and fight the women. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, what's left for him, right? And then the other guy said, well, he'll probably lose there too. So, I, you know, I just, I lost it at that point. I didn't, I didn't know where else to go. Where else can Menavides go? He keeps dropping weight. Right, because maybe he he feels like he's too small for these divisions, and that's why it's not getting done. But um, is Je- is Joe Benavides right? Is he the Kenny Florian of one twenty five, one thirty five? We can right gets all the way there and just can't get it done. Well, I think I might be pretty certain of this. If he went down. 
to the women's strawweight division. Joanna Yajurjic would absolutely smash his face because <laughs> that's all that she does is smash she people's just, faces. She she turns people's faces into hamburger meat. It's a, it's a true thing. It's a true thing. And, uh, I mean, hamburger meat. It's not like, you know, it's it's kind of reminiscent of when Rocky hit the, you know, the big dead cow in the meat packing plant, you know, when he was just beating it up and he was crushing the ribs. Oh, it's just, I mean, that's, that's what it reminds me of when uh, Joanna Jerzejczyk, you know, hits people in the face. It's ridiculous. But as far as Joseph Benavides is concerned, you know, so I don't uh, – you know, fly off too far <laughs> to the extreme there. The, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he, if he challenges a third time, right. And he loses again, right. Because if Henry Cejudo doesn't beat Demetrius Johnson, he's got to fight Demetrius Johnson again. If he fights Demetrius Johnson and loses the third time, I mean, is, you know, what, where does he go from there? Has he lost? He's lost to Dominic Cruz. Did he lose to Dominic Cruz also? He lost to Dominic Cruz also. So if he, even if he went up to Bantamweight, there's some fresh new matchups for him. But he's not beating. There's Dominic some fresh Cruz. matchups for him, but he dropped to 25 because he couldn't win at 35. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, man, I don't know. He's in a you, tough spot. You, you see what I mean? Where, where, where do you go from there? Right now yeah. you're. Now you now you become the guys in between weights, and I can't go to this weight because everybody's too big for me at this weight, and I can't stay at this weight because I just can't get it done when I get the shot, you know. And I just I just don't see him beating Demetrius Johnson if they fight again, right? And then then he's lost yeah. three times. Does he ever get another title shot after that? It'd be tough to argue, especially if Johnson unless it's somebody can. different, unless somebody comes unless somebody in and just different. dethrones. Yeah, unless somebody just comes in and dethrones Demetrius Johnson, that's the only time that's going to happen. It's the only way that's going to happen. So the next fight we want to get into, just real briefly, is Ovin St. Peru and Rafael Cavalcante. Man, I I figured that St. Peru was going to win. What I did not figure is that Rafael Cavacante would look like he didn't belong in the cage. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm overreacting, but I was no. deeply, deeply unimpressed with the way that guy fought. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, it was uh, not not what I was expecting. I actually had picked him to win that fight, and he uh, he completely, completely disappointed he completely disappointed man i couldn't uh it's almost like after a while there he just he was just fighting to get through the fight and not actually try to win it yeah and brian sam was all over him and rightfully so you know i mean when i criticize him you know i I don't want it to be like you know because he's a fighter i'm not i've never been in the cage right right but Man, just even as even as a fan or just someone who has an opinion, gosh, that that guy to me has got a. I don't know, I don't know. But Bellator MMA, here he comes. I guess that's the only 
that's only the, the only next step for him, right? One and four in the UFC, it just hasn't went probably the way that everybody would have hoped of, hoped for him to, for it to go. You know, being a former champion in another company, and man, I don't know, super disappointing. Yeah, Co-main I mean. Event. The co-main event of the evening was Roy Nelson, Jared Rochalt. Uh I slept through this fight, so tell us what happened. <laughs> well, let me tell you what you missed. And I can sum it up in two words and say absolutely nothing. You missed, <laughs> no, you missed not a thing, okay? The only... Thing I had to say about that fight is, uh, will Jared Rochelle please give Peyton Manning back his head because the guy's got a game in the morning or tomorrow evening? So that's 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 all I could really say. Jared Rochelle had like he's got like six head going on, right? So, um, and I joke, you know, it was funny as I joked about that at one point, Roy, uh, Roy's corner actually yelled out at him. Hit him in the forehead. The forehead. The forehead. So, I, I thought it was just kind of funny. But, uh, you know, he took a lot of damage. Took a lot of – I just don't know. I, you know, big country, while I couldn't knock him out, I mean, he just – you know, he beat him up. I mean, and, and uh, Jared Rochel got tired. He was kind of running towards the end. And uh, he's still kind of a one-trick pony, man. He hasn't really evolved at all. Yeah, Roy, Roy Nelson gets the win there and gets to live to fight another day for the UFC. Yeah, and and Jared Rochelle just seemingly has to has to evolve a little bit more. I, I agree with that. Yeah, That's even not having is, seen man. the fight, that was the same feeling before that with me. At yeah. Least. Every time I see that dude, you know, I, you know, I want him to do better. Want him to do it. You can tell he's he he is an athlete. He can he can wrestle. He's a, right, but you know, you know, while a lot of the fights end up on the ground, a hundred percent of them start standing on your feet. And if you're in front of a good striker, you know, Roy Roy Nelson being you know a great jujitsu guy and everything else knows how to put it all together. And if he feels he can knock you out and he wants to not go to the ground with you, then he'll do everything he can not to go to the ground with you. Then what do you do? And uh, Jared Rochelle didn't have an answer for that. So um, he needs to evolve or I don't, I, I just don't see him going, you know, much further. Nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven. Still a chance to get in with your opinion. Let's talk about the main event. Johnny Big Rig Hendricks versus Stephen <laughs> Wonder Boy Thompson. And I tell you what. I told you. I, I thought that Johnny was going to be able to get a hold of him, push him against the cage, and make it ugly. And he did very briefly. But, boy, I tell you what, Thompson was just all over him with Man, the angle and the clinic. diversity. He absolutely yeah. did. I was super impressed. And the first guy to stop Hendricks uh, in MMA, very impressive. Yes. 
I mean, it, it was it was awesome. Every everybody I know was picking Johnny Hendricks, and I said, "No, man, I think Wonder Boy tears him apart. I just don't think he's ready for that style of fighter." And uh, he used his length well. He put it together. I mean, he basically it was it was a uh, karate kickboxing clinic, and I loved every bit of it. I loved the spin sidekick right through the beard to the face. And uh, the follow-up there with the left hook. I mean, I, I just I enjoyed all of it, and uh, I'm I'm glad uh, Stephen Thompson got it done. So the question for Thompson then now is: Is he ready for Robbie Lawler? Is he ready for Carlos Condit? Is he ready for Rory McDonald? Man, you know I don't know. I think he could do it. I think you stick him in there with Rory, see how he does, right? If he gets past Rory McDonald, man, and, uh, you know, everybody else is done fighting, let's give him a title shot, right? Let's let's have them, let's let the man have his day because when he wins, he, he wins pretty impressively. So uh, I think that's a great – I think that's a good fight. He's got the longest winning streak there in the welterweight division. It's at uh, six. That's impressive. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think you got to give this guy a top two or three guy. Rory McDonald would be a great fight for him, and if he wins that, I think without question you'd have to give him a title shot. And yeah, uh, man, I can't say enough about him. I was super impressed with him. He put it together, and uh, Johnny Hendricks is a tough guy. Yeah, he is. Walked right through him. Well, that's going to do it this edition of the Majority Decision. Appreciate everybody listening. Don't forget to be right back here at 10 o'clock on Friday night on Block Talk Radio for another edition of the Majority Decision. We are done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.